You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. Today is the 1st of May. Hooray, hooray, the 1st of May, we used to say when I was a little girl. It was either called Memorial Day or Decoration Day. Um, and that's history to you. It's my use. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't support it, but it's not, again, it's not like, you know, in other words, there's an emergency. There's a burning building. We have to put out the fire. I'm not going to have a conversation about the color of the buckets that the water is in. I don't know if these people were all sprung from the head of Zeus or maybe they're all Native Americans. Bless their hearts. But somebody came from someplace. Do you have any questions? I was thinking about it on Sunday when I was praying for the Republicans in church, as I do at least every Sunday. <laughs> I pray for the Democrats and the Republicans for our country. That, that uh, uh, what his name is, ISA, and this is why I've said this is a game changer, that it's a whole new ball game. This is me throwing up a ball. I think so. I think so. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Congratulations to sportsmanship. Just kick the can a little bit, not even down the road, but down the path a little bit. I don't know if it's conventional, but it wasn't wisdom. Wow. Take it off the table. He's called publicly. Take said. it off the table. Just don't mess with the children. Oh, I do think the House of Representatives at this time is an unsafe place for children and other living things. The bishops talk about a baby Jesus. <laughs> what would we do if Moses had not been accepted by the Pharaoh's family? We wouldn't have the Ten Commandments. They don't know. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. What you need to know is we have very few statesmen in our government. I'm going to explain to you what a statesman is. It's really the exact opposite of a politician. When the country was formed, it was formed by statesmen, individuals that understood what America was and how the tyranny of the King of England was bearing down on these individuals. And they built a country based on a constitution where everyone has the ability to do the God-given right of free will, to live a life without the extreme government coming into your life. And I grew up in an America 
that was changing towards the fact of socialism and communism. But now it is rearing its head. It's everywhere in this country. Media, politicians, corporations are now the King Georges that existed in 1776. So what I would like to talk to you about is a statesman. We used to have in this country probably a hundred years ago or past when the country was created, true statesmen. These people wasn't paid money, or at least not, not a lot of money, to go and represent their districts, their counties, their states. But things have changed. We no longer have statesmen. Instead, what we have is spoilt, rotten children. We have children that are leading this country. The majority of the people in Congress and the president and the people that sit in the Supreme Court have grown up in a world of prosperity. And they do not know what it's like to be oppressed or better way to say it, to struggle in life, to become a better person. So we're going to talk about the four qualities of a true statesman, a person that really cares about this country and doesn't put them or their interests above your interests. We have voted over the last hundred years people into this country that have taken massive power away from you, away from the states, away from the original constitution of a country that is self-governing. It has become a country of tyrant governing. So what are the principles that actually makes up a true statesman, a person that you elect that goes to Washington, D.C. and represents you, not themselves, but you? Number one, they have to have a bedrock of principles. The statesman builds a platform 
on a foundation of firm, unchanging, fundamental truths that they believe are the very core compromises their overarching philosophy. So if you elect them and they go to D.C., they cannot be changed. That is a bedrock principle. In the face of changing times, opposition, and challenges, their foundation remains intact. A statesman may change their details of their policies or their methods, but only in as much as expected in a tactical serve to further their bedrock principles to the long run. So a, a true statement or a true statesman will understand that you cannot change me from the bedrock of the people that elected me. The second thing, or number two, is a moral compass. A statesman does not govern by political opinion polls. <laughs> Holy cow. How many of them are looking at the polls and changing their mind in the position that they're in instead of having a solid foundation? They are not relativist. When they believe something is wrong, they plainly say it and does everything in their power to fight against it. We actually have a few, a very few, true statements or statesmen that are fighting in this environment of the woke and tyranny, power-hungry D.C. When something is right, they're willing to overcome any opposition to preserve and spread it. The statesman is ambitious. They must be able to obtain a position of power but there are things they simply will and will not do to get to the top. So they can't be bought. You can't buy a statesman. A statesman, a true American statesman, is an individual that understands this country and their foundation is in it. They are of integrity. They speak the truth. They are led by moral authority and represent all that is best in our countrymen. So they represent you and the majority, the vast majority of this country is not woke. We are everyday citizens working hard to feed our families. And a true statesman understands that and will not bow down to this tyranny in our country. They also have a vision. 
So if you elect a statesman to go represent you or represent your state, they have a clear vision of what their country and their people can become. They know what they want to take them and what it will take to get there. So they know where they need to go. Foresight is one of their most important qualities. So when you get up there and you're a senator or representative, you're looking at how the future of America should be. And this is the foundation that you stick to. The statesman keeps in mind not only here and now, but the world that the future generations will inherit. So it's not just looking at their situation when they get elected in the office. They're looking at how the country's moving forward and how it's going to affect their kids, their grandkids in this country. So how many of them are actually doing this? That's really what the question is. How many elected officials are setting aside their ambitions for money and politics instead of supporting the bedrock of America? the hardworking people that created this country and keep it going. The truckers, the nurses, the doctors, the contractors, the, the pipe fitters, the plumbers, which we have many of. So they have a choice to make. They can stick to the representation of you or because of the powers to be and how the country is fall right in line with the dictators and the tyranny so they can get a buck or a million or a trillion before their life ends. Going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to continue with number four, the ability to build a consensus to achieve that vision, to build a structure of supporters which voted for you so they can have the vision of how America goes, which is very, very much lacking today in the political world. She's been playing at a room on the strip for ten years in Vegas. Every night she looks in the mirror and she only ages. She's been reading about Everybody's buying Says I'm a simple 
girl myself Grew up on Long Island So she packs her bags To try her hand Says this might be My last chance She's gone country Look at them boots She's gone country Back to her roots She's gone country A new kind of suit She's gone country Here she comes Well, the folk seems dead But he's holding out in the village He's been writing songs Speaking out against wealth and privilege He says, I don't believe in money But a man can make him a killing Cause some of that stuff don't sound Much different than Dylan Here down there, it's changed to see They're not as backward as they used to be He's gone country, look at them boots He's gone country, back to his roots He's gone country, a new kind of suit He's gone country, yeah he comes about the four absolute principles and qualities that a true statesman of this country has. And number four is the ability to build a consensus to achieve that vision. In other words, the ability to reach back to the American people 
and tell them I support you and this is the vision of America. A politician may have a bedrock principle, a moral compass and a vision, but if they lack the ability to build a consensus or people around them, their efforts to change policy law in the course of their story will be largely in vain. It's kind of weird because the Democrats do this. The reason they do it is because they're stupid and they don't see America pass yesterday. And they're going to jump on any kind of absolute train of minorities, of political ideologies that match with the globalists and match with the media in America. And enlisting others in the government that serve with them to support their initiatives, they know that their willingness to do so is based on the pressure they feel from constituents. So if these big corporations are forcing or pressing down on these Democrats, this is what they do. They bow down to this massive lobbying corporation world instead of the foundations of America, instead of the Constitution. Success ultimately hinges on their ability to convince country's citizens of a sound philosophy. That is a terrible word philosophy as it relates to politicians because that word can be taken in a million different directions if that foundation of philosophy is not with the constitution with the founding fathers with the God that created all of us then they have the ability and do on a daily basis support these massive corporations and lobbyists so they can make money for themselves. That's really how simple this is when it comes to what a true honest statesman is. And we need a whole lot more of them. We need to elect people that are going to go to D.C. and refuse to fall down to the evils of the lobbyists and the evil of the corporation. Instead, support the mass, tremendously mass, honest to God, true American citizens in this country. 
So based on a professional lifetime of research, this person that we're talking about that wrote the article believes that the three greatest statesmen in history are Pericles of Athens, Abraham Lincoln, and Winston Churchill. And that's true because they give up. These people give up their lives. Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer in Illinois. And he said, I'm going to go up there, and four years later, I'm going to come back and continue my lawyer practice. He just wanted to serve his country and serve the people in his state. Their bedrock principles rested on the ideals of freedom, democratic liberty, equality under the law, and individual freedom. Not tyranny, not lockdowns. None of this was in their minds. It was just fuel, 100% full freedom and liberty for the people in their country. The freedom to live and choose. That was their principle. Each embraced a vision of expanding liberty for citizens, yet all courted controversy and some of the measures they deemed necessary to achieve their vision. So you had people fighting back, politicians fighting back, Abraham Lincoln, Churchill, but they did not bow down. They kept their stand and made this country and England better. The ultimate measuring rod of a true statesman matters most in their leadership ultimately led to more freedom for more people in the long run. And that's the truth. Churchill saved England from the tyranny of Germany. He was a great leader for that country at the time. Abraham Lincoln saved America from being separated into two countries. And whether you like it or not, the South would have been Democrats and the North would have been Republicans. It would have been a whole different country. So let's talk about Frederick Douglass. The reason I'm bringing him in is because he is a true statesman. He was a slave that fought against the people that were enslaving him. He actually had a fist fight with a person on the foundation that was constantly, constantly putting this person in chains and committing them to act in a unbelievable slavery environment. And he had enough. 
And eventually, he was able to escape slavery and went to Massachusetts and became one of the great, great speakers and statesmen for this country. You can be a statesman and not be a politician. That's a great example. This person lived his whole life after that ensuring that the Constitution, listen what I'm telling you, he knew what the Constitution was, and he knew when people were stomping on it. He was a black man in America during his time. And by the way, he was a great friend of Abraham Lincoln. So he did great things for this country, and he wasn't even a politician. He changed a lot of minds in this world during that time frame to allow us to have the country that we have today. Research Frederick Douglass. It's going to be amazing what you're going to learn about him. Frederick Bailey was born February 7, 1817. Though against the law for a slave, he learned to read. At age 20, he escaped to Massachusetts and changed his name to Frederick Douglass to hide from slave catchers. He began debating, developing oratory skills and exposing the injustices of slavery. William Lloyd Garrison hired him to sell subscriptions to the Liberator newspaper. Frederick Douglass published his best-selling autobiography, but with his identity now known, he had to flee to England to avoid slave catchers. He was enthusiastically received and met with reformer Daniel O'Connell. English friends raised money to buy his freedom and he returned to New York founding the North Star newspaper. Writing for abolition and women's suffrage, his motto was, right is of no sex, truth is of no color. God is the father of us all, and we are all brethren. An advisor to President Lincoln, Frederick Douglass told the story of his conversion. I loved all mankind, slaveholder not accepted, though I abhorred slavery more than ever. I saw the world in a new light. I gathered scattered pages of the Bible from the filthy street gutters and washed them and dried them that I might get a word or two of wisdom from them. So before I leave, I have a bonehead award. Yes, a continuation of why these people in office, doesn't matter who they are, president, Congress, whatever. They say they care about you, but they constantly bicker between them and they have cross arrows. They destroy each other. We don't need these people in this power to do this. We need people that can have a legitimate conversation in Congress as a president or the Supreme Court that saves this nation. 
and listens to the people once again. It's going to blow your mind, but Bonehead Award, Pelosi and Donald Trump. President, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. Oh, I don't, I don't respond to her. I think she's a waste of time. Pelosi is a sick woman. She's got a lot of problems, a lot of mental problems. What the president did was totally outrageous. Totally outrageous. If it was unwitting, that would be pathetic and dangerous. If it was intentional, that would even be, I don't know what's worse. Crazy Nancy, I tell you what, I've been watching her and I have, I have been watching her for a long period of time. She's not the same person. Uh, she's lost it. I frankly feel very sad about the president making this claim. I felt sorry for him. You know, she's a mess. Look, let's face it, she doesn't understand it. And uh, they sort of feel she's disintegrating before the rush. She does not understand it. Appalling. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. What the president misunderstands is that cruelty is not wit. I think Speaker Pelosi's incompetent. She lost the Congress once. I think she's going to lose it again because it's so bad for the country. And Nancy Pelosi, I mean, she should go back to her district and clean it up. Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? I don't, I don't hate anybody. I don't have a phrase in the Catholic House. We don't hate anybody. I don't hate anyone and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you. Let us pray. Let us pray for the president. But I doubt you, President. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the, the helping our dreamers. If you look at Nancy Pelosi eating ice cream on late night television, yeah, I think they probably are. They're having a good time. document you're not allowed it's illegal what she did she broke the law and, uh, he has shredded the truth in his speech he's shredding the constitution in his conduct i shredded his state of his mind address it is a matter of fact that the president is an ongoing threat to our national security and the integrity of our elections the basis of our democracy she's doing a tremendous disservice to the country she hates the republican party she hates all of the people that voted for me and the Republican Party. Some people think that she's, uh, she doesn't know what she's doing. And in good faith to negotiate with you about how we can keep the government open. The, the, the we're going to keep it the open American, if we have border if, security. If, America, if we don't okay. have border security, I'm, Chuck, I'm with you. we're not going to keep it open. I'm with you. We are going to have border security. Let's debate in private. Okay? Yeah. Let's debate in private. That is 
devoid, frankly, of fact, and we can, we can because Nancy Pelosi is. This is a prime example of politicians that are not statesmen. Yes, Donald Trump. He did great things for this country, but he was not a statesman. A statesman does not focus on all the bad crap. It focuses, they focus on the good things in America to make us better. My opinion, Ronald Reagan was the last president of this country that was a true statesman. He did so many things in this country on both sides of the House. Whether you are a Democrat, Republican, Independent, he made you realize that America is America. It is first in the world. Not saying that we're better than the world, but the country that was led by Ronald Reagan grew to an extent that has never been seen before in this country, even better than Kennedy. John Kennedy, rest his soul. And he believed in America, and he was executed for it. But the point I'm making is a statesman is a person that represents America, not a few people, all the people. They don't base their philosophy on anything other than the Constitution of the United States. And this is what we're dealing with. The Constitution is being attacked every single day because we don't have any more statesmen. What we have is children. Do you remember when you were a kid fighting against your friends and, and your siblings? Mine, mine, that's mine. Give it to me. I hate you. That's, that's what is happening. These people are children fighting against each other instead of fixing and correcting the issues of our country. There's no other way to say it. Where are the statesmen? Like I said, there's a few of them. But they're so small in this massive swamp called D.C. And they have loud voices. And I pray that their voices will be heard across America come the next election where we actually vote true statesmen into these positions <coughs> Excuse me, to bring back the bedrock principles of America. This is the gunny out.